0: Welcome to Ask Away, a podcast where kids can ask anything about the Bible. My name is Meredith, and as usual, I'm here with my own kids, Riley, who's eight and a half. Hi. And Peyton, who's six and a half. Hello. As we tell the Bible story, Riley and Peyton will jump in along the way so that they can ask away about things that they notice or wonder about or think are weird. After the episode, we hope you'll join in. We wanna know what you noticed or what you're wondering about or think is weird in this Bible story or anywhere else. Record your question and send it as an email to askawaypodcast at gmail.com or leave us a Voxer message. We're there as Ask Away Podcast. When you do send your question, please make sure you tell us your first name and how old you are. Telling Bible stories is really only half of what the podcast is for. We do love telling stories, But there's another big reason we make it. It's to be sure you know that when it comes to the Bible and when it comes to following God, every question is okay and you can ask away. I'm so glad you're listening today as we dive into another part of the Christmas story. Last episode, we started at the beginning with an angel visiting Mary to tell her she'd have a baby. And this wasn't just any baby. This baby would be the long-waited-for rescuer, the one God promised would come to save the people. We talked about that story last episode, so if you missed it, go back and listen. It comes from a book of the Bible called Luke Every book in the Bible is then divided into chapters to help us find our spot. And that story was Luke chapter one. Now, Mary was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph. And you might think his story would be in Luke chapter two, but you know what? It's not. Luke doesn't even include Joseph's story. To hear Joseph's part of the story, we need to go to a book of the Bible called Matthew. And Matthew tells us about Joseph in his chapter one. It's kind of weird, I know, but you see, the Bible is a collection of stories, poems, writings, teachings. And the people who wrote these things down often had stuff they hoped their audience would notice. And their audience, who would usually hear what they wrote when someone read it to a group, they wouldn't have the chance to read it themselves. Well, their audiences were all a little different. So we have four books that tell us about Jesus's life, death, and resurrection. The four together are called Gospels, and the names of the books are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So Luke told us about Mary's experience, and Matthew tells us about Joseph's, and here's how it goes. Now the birth of Jesus the
1: Messiah took place in this way. By the way, the Messiah is the same thing as the the Rescuer, which we mentioned in the very first part of this episode. Yeah, the rescuer, you probably know already. Jesus. When his mother Mary had been engaged
0: to Joseph, but before they lived together, they learned she was pregnant from the Holy Spirit. Now, Joseph trusted God and wanted to honor both God and Mary. But Mary's situation seemed impossible. This isn't his baby. And Mary
1: says it's God's baby? I wonder how Joseph felt. Probably very confused. And, well, yeah, confused. That's basically all. I agree. I think he felt confused.
0: I wonder if he felt afraid. I wonder if he even felt mad at God because now his life was super different than he thought it would be.
1: Why would he feel mad at God? Or why would he be afraid of a son? Mm. Just maybe.
0: Those are great questions. In this culture, it was really important to behave in a respectable, honorable, right sort of way. Being pregnant when you weren't supposed to be, that was dishonorable or what they would have thought of as shameful. And the only reason that Mary's situation was somehow supposed to be different was because of God being in it. But sometimes it's hard to know that God is with us or in the midst of our life, right? Yeah. I think that would have been true for Joseph too. Like, is Mary telling the truth? And is this really God? And also, hey, God, I had a plan for my life and a person I was going to marry, and it was all going to be great. Now it's all different. The Bible tells us that Joseph made a decision. He was going to end his engagement to Mary. But he was going to do it in a really quiet way where people in the community wouldn't really be part of it. Just he would do it in private. But just when he had decided this, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. And the angel said, Joseph, son of David. Hold on. Before we get to the rest of the message, a quick thing here. Is David really Joseph's
1: dad? Who knows? Is this a quiz or what? But I don't know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, David is not Joseph's dad. I don't think we actually know Joseph's dad's name. But we learned last episode that David is a great king from Israel's past. Not great because he did everything great. He actually really didn't. But that's a story for another time. But David was a great king because he kept trusting God. In the bad and the good. Joseph comes from David's family, but much later on. Okay, back to the angel's message. Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the baby growing in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus. For he will save the people from their sins.
1: The name Jesus means God saves. That, kind of, that makes sense because he is the savior that God sent. So, yeah, that makes sense.
0: I guess. Matthew ends this part of the story by telling his audience all of this took place to fulfill what God said through the prophet. Look, a virgin cal- shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means
1: God is with us. And right now we have a little game of guess the answer. The question right now is, what's a prophet? A prophet is a man or woman who... A. Sees the future. B. Memorizes the Bible. C. Tells a message from God. Take a guess. Ding, 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 ding. And the answer is a message from God. So at different
0: times, God would give a message to a prophet. And some of those messages were about God's promise to send a rescuer, a savior to the people. Now, just like earlier, I told you there were four books of the Bible who tell the story of Jesus's life, death, and resurrection. In the Old Testament, there are books of the Bible that tell the stories of some of the prophets who had important messages from God for the people, like Isaiah Jeremiah, Malachi, those are names of prophets.
1: I have a friend in school named Malachi. That's awesome. As Jesus came, people like Matthew began to
0: connect the messages from prophets long ago to the events they were watching happen. And it was like light bulb. God's keeping God's promise now with this baby. There's one last piece of today's story. This angel came in a dream, so we need to know what happens when Joseph wakes up. Will he believe this or listen? Will he just think it's the weirdest dream ever? How do you two think Joseph reacted to the dream and the message and the angel?
1: Mary was a little surprised then she did listen But I wonder how Joseph will react since everyone is different. Well, what I was thinking was if he if it was in the dream, he wouldn't believe it. But I think I remember it being um, he he hears it again. I don't know. Well, the Bible says that when Joseph woke up, he did
0: what the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took Mary to be his wife. And when she had a son, he named him Jesus. We'll end our story there today. And we're going to hear from one more group of unlikely folks that were an important part of the Christmas story in our next episode. We have a couple of great questions that come from a kid listener today. Both of these questions come from Caleb, who's nine. Let's hear them.
1: Hi, my name is Caleb, and I would like to know why God didn't just come when Adam and Eve started sinning and came, like, a million years later after it.
0: The short answer is, I don't know. But I think I have a pretty good guess, based on the way the Bible tells the big story. God's dream is to create a world that works in a way that matches who God is. But the way that world gets made is not just God being the boss of humans, but instead inviting humans in And then we get to choose yes or no. So, as people choose no, that they don't trust God, that they don't want God's way, well, God still doesn't change the plan, and God still doesn't change the way the plan happens. God still wants to be with us in a lovely world. God is still gonna let everybody choose. So, after creation happens, and after we learn how humanity doesn't choose to trust God, well, later in the story, God invites Abraham and Sarah to become a family. The family would eventually so be, be so big they'd be a nation. And their job was to show the world what God was like so that people could join in. Now, sometimes this nation called Israel did that. And sometimes they didn't. Okay, a lot of the time they didn't. But let's just imagine, for example, that God's people, Israel, had done their part well, trusting God and showing the world what God was like through the way they treated each other. Well, then God might not have needed to come in Jesus at all, which is really wild to think about. In other words, God really wants to give people the chance to do things and doesn't do it for them. And that is true even when things go bad or take longer than they should. Even if things would be easier if God did them, God doesn't take it away from us. We might even wish God would, and that's okay, but it doesn't seem that God chooses to do that. Thank you for that amazing question. I really appreciate you sending it in.
1: And I would like to know why we still sin even though God washed our sins away like a trillion years ago.
0: Ooh, what a good one. Now, part of the reason is we still sin because we're people and all people sin. That is, all of us sometimes choose to do things that show that we want to do our thing instead of God's thing. Now, like you said, God is washing sin away, but that doesn't make us perfect. What it does mean is that mistakes we make as we practice trusting God don't separate us from God. Like you say, one way the Bible talks about sin is that it's like a stain on clothes and Jesus washes the stain away. But we aren't clothes, we're people. People who keep living, people who get to make lots of choices every day, people who have to live with other people. So sin will keep happening. Sometimes it happens because we think it's a good choice and maybe we don't notice that it's not a good choice. Sometimes it happens because we feel scared and we make a less than great choice to try and fix a situation ourselves. Think about a test. That's a simple one where we might feel afraid of what's going to happen and so we might choose to cheat and not be honest. Well, God would love for us all to be honest. The world would work better if we were all always honest, but we were afraid and we made a not so good choice because we're people. So maybe we could also think of Jesus a lot like a stain blocker. It's not just that Jesus washes sin away. It's that even though we will sin because we're people, it doesn't stick. It doesn't change belonging to God. It doesn't change that we're part of God's family. It doesn't change how loved by God we are. Thanks Caleb for both of those questions. And now it's your turn. As you listen to this story or maybe another one from the Bible, do you have something you wonder about? We would love to know. Record your question and send it as an email to askawaypodcast at gmail.com or leave us a Voxer message. That's V like voice, O-X-E-R, where there is Ask Away Podcast. And when you do, tell us your first name and your age. Remember, when it comes to God or the Bible, whatever you want to know or think is weird, you can always ask away. Catch you next time.